This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 453, Comic Abuse of the Week of Wednesday, February the 15th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman, and this is episode 453. It's our comic reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, February the 15th. Uh, we're recording this on the 23rd, so uh, I think guys have been doing it in the last few weeks uh, a little bit earlier than normal. It's still Thursday. It's still a day past new comics already coming out, but at least uh, given where I've been lately, it seems to be on the, uh, on the better side. Um, a little bit earlier than has been normal. Uh, so looking at comics that came out the week of the 15th, uh, actually not a huge amount of books that came out. Uh, the books I didn't get a chance to read include some of the following, though. Uh, new issues of Aquaman, Batman, uh, there's the Batwoman Rebirth an issue. Uh, new issue of Case Car- Cave Carson Has a Cybernetic Eye. Uh, Green Arrow, Green Lanterns, uh, Justice League, uh, Lucifer, uh, Nightwing, Raven, Trinity, um, uh, let's see, Invincible, Walking Dead. Captain America Sam Wilson, Captain America Steve Rogers, uh, Deadpool, Doctor Strange 1.MU, Gamora, Gwenpool, Mighty Thor, uh, Monsters Unleashed number 3, Silk, uh, Spider-Man, Star-Lord, Ultimates 2, uh, Uncanny Humans, Uncanny X-Men, U.S. Avengers, and Venom. So with all those uh, kind of accounted for, what did I actually get a chance to read this past week? Well, that's a good question. Uh, first up, we have none other than uh, the, kind of one of the biggest books of the week, uh, Clone Conspiracy number 5. I wish I could say it was uh, one of the best books of the week. Uh, that is most definitely not the case, however. Um, I thought this was just kind of a mess. Um, I'm not sure what it was trying to be. It, it just felt like very awkwardly paced, awkwardly set up. It was very quick, and I just don't... I just, I just did not enjoy it. Um, the artwork is absolutely gorgeous. The storytelling left so much to be desired. I felt like it could have maybe been a double size, and instead it was just this weird hodgepodge that was rushed through. Uh, it's written by Dan Slott, artwork by Jim Chung, with ink, inks by John Dell, Jay Leaston, and Jim Chung. Uh, I have to give credit to the inkers that it remains a consistent book overall all the way through. Um... It's just the storytelling that doesn't work. The colors I actually really liked by Justin Ponzer. His reds I thought were really, um, really suited kind of the, the more dire nature here. But then you you have these dire moments, uh, you know, kind of under I guess the sub basements or whatever where the haven was. Uh, it's all in red, and then you go to areas where it's regularly colored, and it almost seems jarring to go back there. Um, Gwen Stacy has a moment here which just doesn't feel like any version of Gwen Stacy, which is what bugs me about it. Um, it's cool to have her have a badass moment where, you know, she's confronted with three different people on gliders slash pogo um, boards uh, with a pumpkin bomb, considering the character's history. But then just to kind of see it go out like this, like it just, it just didn't feel right. It just didn't feel like Gwen. It just felt like a different character that they're kind of... It felt like Spider-Gwen more than anyone, uh, let alone Gwen. So that kind of bugged me. Um... And then we get to see, you know, the beginnings of a battle between Jackal and Doc Ock, and then that's it. We just kind of leave that, and we have a lot of, you know, Spider-Man just kind of talking, and then, you know, everyone kind of ends up in, in dust, but it's just, it's a very odd, it's just, it's very bothersome, because we don't really, this is the big book. This is, this is the book. Dan Slott has gotten so much on record saying that Clone Conspiracy was the main book, and everything else was kind of filler. Uh, filling in some of the blanks, etc. But this was this was the, this was the book, and then you have this fight, which we see more of in the next issue of Amazing Spider-Man, which came out this past week on the twenty-second, uh, but not in the main freaking book. So in the main freaking book, you have this giant question mark of okay, you have this dust. What happened? Where's Ben Riley? Where's you know Doc Ock? And so there's this big question, and it's 
super frustrating. And then you have this weird ending, which, again, feels like it's super wrapped up really quickly. Is, is Hobie Brown actually alive? Like, I don't really get what's going on here. Because people died, and then then we have him showing up alive. So here, you have people who we thought were dead. Like, I just don't, I don't understand what's going on. And the idea of, you know, all the original bodies being here, like, this adds in, has a lot of questions. We don't see everyone whose kind of bodies were here, and what does that mean? And it just feels like there's so many questions. Maybe we're going to get that Omega. Maybe not. It just feels like, considering this is the big event book, I felt like it should have had more answers. It shouldn't have been darted around as much in the storytelling, and it just felt weak. And I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. It just... The artwork was gorgeous. The story, the storytelling was a mess. The characterization wasn't quite as on point as I would have liked. Uh, it just had a lot of issues. Next up is Daredevil number 17. This is an issue that has definitely been long in the coming. Uh, and I give Charles Sewell credit for really being able to channel the way that Daredevil was written by Mark Wade. Uh, so it's written by Charles Sewell, artwork by Ron Garney. Um, we got... Matt Ruddock starts telling a story about basically what happened in the past and how he had this identity, well, his, everyone knew his identity, and how he was, he was starting to lose a bit of his sense of self. Uh, it's really striking to see Daredevil in the red costume, because obviously he hasn't really been reading it since, uh, or wearing it, I should say, um, since we've had uh, Ron Garney and Charles Sewell on the book. I'm really excited to see what they do with the Purple Children. Um... Damien Hellstrom being here, uh, Doctor Strange being here, like Silver Surfer. It's interesting how he goes to all these people asking if they can kind of put things back into the uh, bottle. And I did like um, that at one point, Matt even asks about Mephisto. And uh, Damien Hellstrom's like, yeah, he's done this sort of thing before. And then he's like, thanks, but no, I'm not that desperate. <laughs> That's a nice little jab at Spider-Man. I like this. I thought it was really interesting. Uh, a great new start for the storyline. Um, I'm really excited to see where they go from here. Um, and how it's going to kind of re- end up being resolved. Uh, but so far, so good. And I kind of figured it'd have to be something like this. But, you know, so far I'm really invested and I'm really enjoying the story. Uh, next up is uh, Doctor Strange 17. This is by Jason Aaron and artwork by Fraser Irving. And I'm just not a fan of Fraser, Fraser Irving's artwork. That has not changed. Um, I think some of his artwork was a little bit better here than it's been in other places, and I think part of the why it works is because you're dealing with a character like Doctor Strange. But like the last shot of Jane Foster's Thor is is atrocious looking. It's so awkward, and, and it just it's not a good visual. Um, the issue itself is good uh, in terms of the writing. The art is not. I'm going to give it a six out of ten. Uh, I like kind of where they're going with the story, but again. Um, the writing sorry, is what's bringing this up because the story, sorry, the artwork is poor. Uh, next up, we have Invincible Iron Man. This is uh, issue number four. Uh, I, I kind of like this um, a little bit more than I was expecting to. Um, I'm not super sold on what's going on here. Well, I like part of it, but there's also a lot of problems. On, like everything that Bendis does that annoys me is on is on display here as well. So it's written by Brian Michael Bendis, artwork by Stefano Caselli. Caselli's art is great. We're having these stupid dinges again, um, and the what that character who has what the the TK with electronics I can't even remember my problem here is that there's a lot of jibber jabber uh, not a lot actually happening if you actually were to time out how much actually goes down to this issue in terms of time it's maybe what like 10 minutes like not a lot is actually happening maybe a little bit longer but you have these stupid you know ninjas you have Riri and um, Pepper Potts should be like 
taken to the cleaners. Like, I know people like Pepper Potts, and she's obviously better now that they've you know, spent time on making her rescue and giving her a little bit more chops. But here, like, she should not be able to fend off freaking ninjas like she does here. And then having, um, you know, Riri using um, old um, Iron Man technology and them having this guy they've kind of pressed in the service and it looks like he's not pressing the button he's supposed to. Um, like, this just, this felt like the issue is very short because there's just not a lot actually happening. There's just a blah, 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 blah. It, that doesn't take up a lot of time. It's a really fast read because, again, nothing's actually happening. Um, I'm going to give it a five. I mean, the artwork is gorgeous. The storyline uh, that Bendis has is just not working here. I was forgetting exactly how much it parts of me bugged me when I first started talking about it like two minutes ago. And now I'm like, oh no, this just isn't working. Like, I don't have anything against Riri at all. It's just, write a good story, please. Like, and, and just this feels, this feels like the, the first arc of Invincible Iron Man again because we're getting these stupid ninjas again and then we're getting Pepper Potts for no reason is able to hold her own against freaking ninjas. Like, I just, tell a good story, please. Just, I, I know you know how to, Bendis. I mean, you used to. Um, so why can't you still tell a good story? I would like to know why it seems so freaking impossible for him to write a good narrative these days. Uh, next up is Old Man Logan. Uh, this is always great. I mean, this book has just been solid basically since the get-go. It's always nice when Sorrentino's back, because uh, I guess he was uh, gone for a couple issues a, a little while back. It's written by Jeff Lemire. Uh, again, it's artwork by Andrea Sorrentino. Um, I think I read this issue without even reading the issue before, and it didn't skip a beat. It was really well done. It's, uh, you know, the artwork is beautiful. Uh, what Logan has to go through mentally to try and overcome, uh, you know, control. Um, and it's interesting, the idea that you know he has to go back to his his you know his past or the future because of what happened with uh, the banner baby um really good this again remains a, a serious highlight that marvel's publishing um it's so different and a big reason is because of sorrentino and, and lemire is is tailoring his scripts for sorrentino and uh, it could not be a better decision it's just absolutely gorgeous old man logan 8 out of 10 uh next up we have uh I think it's, is it Super Sons? Uh, Super Sons number one. This is fantastic. It is so much fun. It's an absolute joy and a pleasure to read. Um, I love the way that the two kids, you know, kind of uh, mesh with each other or don't, as the case may be. It's written by Peter, Peter J. Tomasi. Um, artwork by Jorge Jimenez. Um, it's it's just great. I like these characters together. I'm excited to see them going up against Lex Luthor. Um it's just, these characters are so vibrant. Tomasi gets them. Um, there's so much fun in this book. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 all the way. It's such a great book. Speaking of Tomasi, he also, uh, this this particular week, wrote uh, Dark Harvest, which is an issue of Superman, issue number 17. Uh, stories by Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason. Our work by Sebastian Fumara. Um, Tomasi and Gleason really are a great um, story team, and Fumara's artwork is actually really appropriate here. He's able to kind of nail uh, the otherworldly, kind of more spooky nature of the story, as well as the youthfulness of uh, Superboy. Um, this was great. And another 8 out of 10, like both. Uh, it's funny, I read, what, seven seven books this past week and five of them were Marvel and of those five I liked two of them Daredevil and uh, Old Man Logan uh, the other three I didn't really like that much for varying various reasons whether it be Clone Conspiracy having great art but a horrible story Doc Strange having a great story but not good art or Iron Man having great art and, and poor story uh, then you have something like uh, you know two 
two for two from a DC books with both Super Sons and Superman uh, getting eights out of tens. They were just really uh, enjoyable reads all the way through. Uh, some of the upcoming releases uh, they'll be talking about in our next reviews episode that came out on February 22nd. Uh, some of those highlights include new issues of Extraordinary X-Men, IVX, Prowler, uh, Southern Bastards, um, Spider-Woman, I believe a new issue of Archie, although actually might have just come out last week. Uh, new issues of Action Comics, Amazing Spider-Man, Avengers, Batgirl, Batman Beyond, Champions, Deathstroke, De- Detective Comics, Great Lakes Avengers, Hulk, Infamous Iron Man, uh, Rough Riders, Riders in the Storm. Super excited to read that. Uh, Solo, Spider-Gwen, uh, Supergirl being Super, Thanos, The Flash, Thunderbolts, Uncanny Avengers, and Wonder Woman. That's just some of the selected releases coming out um, on the 22nd, which we'll be talking about next week. Uh, if you want to email us, you can do so at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and listen to us on Stitcher. Upcoming episodes in the next uh, couple months are going to feature conversations with Eric Larson, uh, Howard Mackey, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the others that we have come out. Paul Galassi, um, Adam Glass, who's the writer of Rough Riders, uh, amongst others that we're working on scheduling. We're also going to have uh, movie uh, review episodes. We're going to have one coming up for uh, Logan, which, if the amount of people who are coming to the film with me end up podcasting, it could be one of our largest podcasts yet, which will be um, havoc on your ears in terms of crosstalk, but hopefully it would still be a lot of fun. Um, so, uh, yeah, our next episode will be coming out in a couple days. Uh, originally, it was going to be our conversation with Paul Galassi, but that did get rescheduled, so not a entirely sure what we're going to be talking about yet. It's going to be a, either a flashback or a comic talk episode, but that'll be coming out uh, in probably two to three days. Uh, so thanks again for listening, and uh, I guess we'll catch you next time on Comic Shenanigans. Bye-bye.